This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles, on the Rockstar Radio Network. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms? How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd on the Rockstar Radio Network. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, what a fabulous day as we move into the fall. We're really into the fall. We've got Thanksgiving coming up. The holidays are going to be coming around the corner. And there is so much happening. Um, and, and one of the things that people seem to start thinking about it really happens after you come out of the summer that authors are starting to think about book awards um, and moving into those areas as well as starting to really planning for the the coming year and one of the things that happens in is in the coming year and the really strategy is always an afterthought it seems to be for authors is the whole idea of what are the other avenues I can go down in sales besides just book book sales, whether they're at a bookstore, whether they're at a on-site visitation, whether they're you're just selling them yourself, whether you're online off of your site. There's just a variety of ways to go. But one of the things that they don't think a lot about, but authors love to have, is something called foreign rights and foreign sales. Well, how do you do them? And and I have to tell you of the now 30 books that I've personally published, that and I have had uh, 18 of them published with mainstream publishers, the you know the Simon and Schuster, the McGraw Hills, the St. Martin's Press, etc. It wasn't until I took control myself and I actually started my own imprint, Mile High Press, that I tuned into foreign rights and foreign sales and started connecting and reaching out. And it is, it to me, it's like mailbox money. Sometimes you can get a lot of money. Sometimes you don't get a lot of money. Um, and sometimes it's only if you put a deal together, it's you're just going to see one check and that's it. But I think it's an avenue that all authors should absolutely go down. And there are techniques and strategies to do that. So with me for this hour is someone who has done it extraordinarily well. Jeff Davidson has published a lot of books. And when I say a lot of books, I'm talking about 50 plus books. He's achieved over 141 separate foreign sales translations of his books into other versions. So you could go online and start tracking and you'll find Jeff all over Europe, in the Middle East, in Central America. You'll find him everywhere. And as he says, one of the reasons why you wrote a book in the first place was to gain a little notoriety, to generate some profits, to deliver valuable information, and to be of service. And 
probably we want to mix it all up. So you want to learn how to really leverage your intellectual property. Jeff can be found at www.com or www.breathingspace.com. And he heads up the Breathing Space Institute. And what better way to really look at ways to we, how we get started? How, how do we, who do we sell to? And what kind of terms are you after? So, Jeff, welcome to your guide to book publishing. Glad to be here. And and I really think you're just the best of the best to have about talking about foreign rights. So let's just kind of jump into it. Why don't you give you us a little bit of your pedigree and, and how we got there, and then let's take it from there. Like many writers, I started out in another profession altogether and had no inkling that I would ever be writing books. I was the guy least likely to write in college. I looked for the course syllabus that had no term paper. (laughs) When I got out into the working world, uh, my second job was for a management consultant firm. I actually stayed in management consulting for nine years working for others, and during that time I had to put together a variety of consulting reports at the end of each consulting engagement. And so when I had to write for a living, that's when I began to learn how to write. Well, to make a long story short, in my last year before I decided to go on my own, I had written a number of articles here and there, but together with a mentor, we put together five or six of his articles, five or six of mine, and we had a full-length book. We were excited, and we didn't know the rules back then, so I actually got on the phone and called 12 publishers in one day. And in those days, you could get them on the phone in one day. Six over the phone said they'd like to see what we had. Three made offers. We took the best offer. It was with John Wiley and Sons. It's never been that easy since. Mm-hmm. Now, John Wiley and Sons, sold the first book, Marketing Your Consulting and Professional Services, in Portuguese and a couple other languages. And back in my early days of authorship, I just sat back and believed that the publisher would take care of everything and that if this book sold in one language, my goodness, it could sell in another and another and another. And then slowly, like so many authors, I became disappointed. I found out that When you do get a sale from your mainstream publisher, it's gravy, but you can't count on them. They don't make a diligent effort. It's almost a slapdash type of campaign. And and that, by and large, you're going to have to take matters into your own hands. So that brings us right to this show. Yeah. And so, and there's got to be some kind of a laundry list. You know what I should tell you do is probably if you've got any articles written up, you should send them to me. So I post them within our easing that we do every month, because that would be very helpful. But that it with on foreign sales. So you, you, your experience is what my experience was then that it is kind of a, it's kind of like the whole thing of Velcro publishing in that, that they just throw it up and what sticks, you know, you go for it. And if it doesn't, it slides down and it's gone and that you really have to be persistent you have to have some vision here but be persistent and go after it so what's what strategies how do we get started with this process okay let's take uh, a couple different scenarios first listeners who have a mainstream published book with either a name publisher or a smaller publisher but 
the fact being that they signed a contract and someone else actually published their book. If you're in the stage where you're negotiating for that contract, you would protect the foreign rights. You could put a clause in to your contract that says something on the order of all rights not exercised within a 12 or 18 or 24-month period, all foreign rights not exercised, revert back to the author. And I've found over the years that 18 months turns out to be the sweet spot. In other words, one year they feel a little panicky, panicky, like they can't get everything done. Two years is too long for the author to wait. And so 18 months is about right. So if your book comes out on January 1st of some year, by July 1st of the following year, whatever the publisher sold for you in terms of foreign rights, fine, you honor that. But after about 18 months, you really want to take back the rights yourself. They all revert back to you because pretty soon as the book ages, the publisher becomes less and less likely to do anything with it. They have, you know, two major seasons, spring and fall. And so after 18 months, you've already experienced essentially uh, three seasons. And so by the time three seasons in the publishing house have gone by, the odds of them selling anything for you internationally start to just drop off markedly. So if you happen to be in that fortunate state where you're currently negotiating a contract, you want to add that clause. All right, let's say for most listeners, the book has already gone into contract. The contract is done. You really can't change anything now. Or the book is already published. It's already out there. So then what do you do? Believe it or not, you can send a letter to the Foreign Rights Department of your publisher, or you can send it to your editor and have him or her pass it on to the Foreign Rights Department, requesting a reversion of rights. And if it's been 18 months, in most cases, they will simply sign these rights back to you because in their heart of hearts, they know that after a certain amount of time, they're not going to do too much. And as more time passes, it's going to become even less likely. So in many, many cases, when I had books published in my early days of authorship, didn't know to protect the foreign rights at the time the contracts were being concocted, I found out later that with a well-versed letter that says, you know, in essence, author requests return of foreign rights, not exercised to this point, uh, appreciate all your efforts, realize it's very difficult to, uh, you know, achieve foreign rights, would appreciate, you know, quick response. I'm telling you probably, I mean, I don't have the stats in front of me, but I think every publisher to whom I ever sent this letter yielded the rights back to me. I don't think I had a single resistor. So that's the second way if you already have the book out there. Now, let's say that you have, um, let's say you're working with a smaller publisher. You can probably just pick up the phone and ask for a reversion of these rights, and then you can confirm it in an email. You don't even have to do the formal letter. So three basic ways right there that you can protect the opportunity for you to go sell rights 
given that a sufficient amount of time has passed. Okay, so number one is you just get it right up front in that contract, saying that after 18 months that it reverts be the back. Yeah, that's that the, best. the best. So number two, if you forgot to do that, <laughs> you send or a letter. Or didn't know to do it, or time has passed. Yeah, time has passed. You send a letter just and be nicey-nice and request it. Yep. Okay, and then number three is pick up the phone. If it's a small press, most likely they're not going to have an independent agent on their payroll, so to speak, um, and they'll probably release that anyway. Yeah, but, think, and it's, think? it's more informal, and you can get to people faster. And uh, in almost every case, they're almost kind of relieved <laughs> mm-hmm. when they hand them back because now they never have to do anything in that particular domain. Okay, here we come. We're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, I want you to get more into that. This is Judith Bryles. You're listening to your guide to book publishing. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Is there a book in you or another? Author You will show you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being hoodwinked. If you already have a book out, you'll find a supportive and brainstorming community that's connected and creative no matter where you live. Author You brings in national experts for its book camps and annual author extravaganza held each May. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through Author U's extensive network, members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publish. The Resource, its online book publishing news magazine, is content-heavy and it's free. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch, and panache, Author U is for you. If you're a hobbyist or a casual author, it's not. Join Author U today through its website at authoru.org. Follow Author U on Twitter at AuthorU and on Facebook at AuthorU, where timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted daily. AuthorU, where the author goes to become seriously successful. Change the way you publish online. WaveCloud is a new form for authors to manage all their books' information in one place from start to finish, including pricing and listing summary. To learn more or sign up for email updates, visit wavecloud.com. Every picture tells a story. And it's a truism that people do judge a book by its cover. Nick Selinger and NZ Graphics have been in the business of producing superior graphic cover design and interior layout for self-published authors, independent and traditional publishers for years. He has developed a reputation for... Excellent work, fast turnarounds, and best of all, affordable pricing. NZ Graphics also produces ebooks and book marketing materials such as posters, sell sheets, postcards, bookmarks, business cards, logos, and more. Books designed for his clients have won multiple book awards, including Best Book Award by U.S. Book News, multiple Evie Awards from the Colorado Independent Publishers Association, Indie Book Awards, the San Francisco Book Festival Award, 
and Freedom Medal Award from Valley Forge. Visit www.nzgraphics.com or call 303-985-4174 for more details about making your book the success it should be. Mention that you are an FOJ, Friend of Judith's, and that you heard about NZ Graphics on your guide to book publishing. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All right, so we have Jeff Davidson with us, and he has done amazing things with foreign sales, mostly on his own for his books uh, that he's written, many, many of them. And his number is 141 at the top. And so we have that, and we're, we're really looking at some, how do you get them? So he went through very quickly three key things to do. If you're just going into contract with a publisher, get it right up front that, you know, if you could exclude it, it'd be really cool. But after at least after 18 months, that all rights revert back. If you've already in contract, you're going to recap that and send a nice formal request. Usually, and and he'll he's going to identify who you send those to, to to this entity, this department, this person, and request that any rights from here on this point give him a magic date. Then go back to you. You will take control of that. And then if it's a smaller publisher it's a little easier you can get directly to the person be more informal and get them back that way so jeff with that said let's add on to it yes the uh in a large house you simply would be addressing a letter to the foreign rights director but even if you don't know the exact title and you don't even know that person's name you can simply direct a letter to your editor and ask that it be passed on in many cases, the editor will handle the entire liaison, and so you don't have to know much more than that. Mm-hmm. All right. So they'll and but but I would also make sure that if you do that, make sure you follow up, follow up on this. Don't think that they're acting on it. You know, maybe maybe this is what you send certified sometimes. So all right. So foreign rights director or the head honcho, or if you don't know, it's going to be your direct editor and ask them to forward on. All right, so we've we've done that. We've moved into it. What other strategies should we be considering? Well, let's take the case of somebody who has the rights reverted back to them and is now game for selling rights in various other countries. You want to know how to get in touch with the right publishers or the right agents, and fortunately there are uh, many, many ways to do this. Uh, These days with the Internet, you can literally enter into the search engines. For example, say you want to be published in Spanish, Spanish publishers in Spain, Spanish Spanish publishers in South America. So in other words, There are rosters that will pop up for you. There's also in every municipal, city, 
um, college library, business reference library. There's a directory called International Literary Marketplace. International Literary Marketplace, I-L-M-P. And in this directory, which is, oh gosh, it's got to be at least two inches thick. It is. It's bigger than a direct. It's bigger than the bigger old than phone, phone directories. Exactly. That's right. Bigger yeah. than a phone book. There are thousands of publishers arranged by country and then cross-indexed in the back by topic and by some other categories so that if you wanted to be published, for example, in Estonian or French or uh, Malay, the, in, you know, the language of Indonesia, you can flip through that book and find publisher after publisher. Then, of course, you would read each of the accounts and see what their specialties are and then, of course, match that up with you know, what your book is all about. Mm-hmm. These days, International Literary Marketplace has email addresses. It has the website of the publishers. It often has the managing editor's name. It may have the publisher's name. It very often has some editorial information about what the publishing house does. And there's no surprises here. I mean, you can create a target list in an afternoon just by working with that one reference. It's also available by CD. You can order their CD. Your local library may have both the hard copy volume and the CD. And it's also available online. Um, it's a, it's a you know, considerable sum, but depending on what your goals are and what your prospects are, maybe more than worth it to go ahead and get this. Well, last time I looked, Jeff, it was it's several hundred dollars, if I recall yeah, correctly. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So, it, you know, it might be worth the time to take you and your tush down to the local library um, that has that good business reference. I mean, I used to do this, and actually, I ever I bought an LMP, ILMP every few years to update it. But I, I used to do that, and and go down and pick it up that way and start going through it. I mean, you can have one of those little handy dandy handheld copiers. You can copy it, drop it in. I mean, there's all kinds of things that one can do today with our with our That's gizmos right. and. Take and a gadgets. picture of the page. Yeah, you've got your iPhone. Go take a picture. <laughs> you could bring a roll of dimes and just, uh, you know, with post-it pads, mark the pages that are yep. particularly useful for you and then go over to the copier machine and lay the book down carefully and just create your own dossier, your own packet mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of the key publishers that are most likely to be interested in hearing from you. All right. And that's actually what I used to do. I would hint, I would go down with a roll of dimes and make copies. I don't know if I can still copy for a dime, but so you go with the quarters. But literally, that 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 is the way to do it, and and put it together so you have your own. I mean, it's your own reference library to go through it, and and the payoff's huge. I mean, I can tell you the payoff's huge. All right. So what else should we consider? Some some listeners who are very progressive in terms of marketing their book, may wish to visit the annual convention of the American Booksellers Association. It's called the BEA. 
It stands for Book Expo America. It's held every year, usually in May, for two or three days. Yeah, end of May. It's always usually at the end of May. And often in New York, but if not New York, Chicago, or Los Angeles, you can once again go to the search engines, type in the initials ABA, and then space, and then BEA, and mm-hmm. you'll get information on the forthcoming show. And at those shows, you'll have all kinds of U.S. publishers, but you'll also have hundreds and hundreds of foreign publishers who are in attendance at the American Booksellers Association convention because they realize the value of displaying their wares and they you know, interact with others and they make trades and deals and so forth. As an author, you can write to some of them in advance, see if it makes sense for you to bring your book by their booth, You can collect their catalog, go through it, see how your book matches up with what they're already doing. And even if it's in a foreign language and you can't really tell exactly what each book is about, you can see from the covers and enough of the words that match up in English that you'll get a fair idea. And then again, every single representative who visits this show speaks English. So many, many ways by visiting the show that you could gather marketing intelligence really within a single day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and the other thing is that um, I, I actually went down, last time I was back at the BEA, I went down and just kind of p- passed my eye over the foreign rights, and it was by appointment only. I mean, you couldn't just walk up to someone and do it. They really had them, these agents, I mean, they're, number one, you do have foreign uh, foreign publishers actually displaying in the BEA, but they also have a whole section for the agents that are set up by appointment, and you did have to set those up ahead of time. I learned that that was not a walk-in type thing. Uh, well, that's correct for the agents and um, foreign agents, there is an agenting room, and it definitely is by appointment. However, the the foreign publishers who are displaying on the floor uh, really have everyone and anyone walk by. And as a expo visitor, you're certainly entitled to their catalog, brochure, whatever yes. literature they have. Yes. You're certainly uh, welcome to speak to whoever's at their front desk, there's usually some type of host or hostess, and so there's lots of information you can gain by walking the halls, even if you never actually engage in direct, let's say, one-to-one discussion about your book then and there. You can be collecting the business cards, you can be looking at their shelves that they've set up and see what books they have on display, you can see if you're an American author, if they have other American authors, and so on. You can do the same thing for the international listeners. There's a London book fair, usually in April. Mm-hmm. There's, a Frank, there's a Frankfurt book fair in October. Okay, here's what I want to do, because we're, we're coming up to the bottom of the hour, and I do want to get in both to the London and the Frankfurt. And Frankfurt is the granddaddy of all of them. But get into those, and, does it, and, and I would like you to address, does it make sense to physically go, or do you get an agent, or is there some things you can do in between, because I think that's really important from that. This is Judith Bryles. I am the book shepherd and your host for your guide to book publishing. My guest is fabulous hour. 
hour is Jeff Davidson, who is with TheBreathingSpace.com. And we'll be right back. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Since 1987, Color House Graphics has set the standard for quality book production. Whether you decide to print a small quantity of books or need a large print run, depend on Color House to help you. You'll receive professional help and advice the moment you reach one of our representatives. If you mention hearing about us on your guide to book publishing with Judith Bryles, we will provide you with discount on the first order you place. To speak with a project manager, call us toll-free at 800-454-1916 or visit us at www.colorhousegraphics.com. Do you need postcards that make a statement? How about business cards, flyers, brochures, or NCR forms? TuVets is the solution for all your printing needs. Providing services specially designed for authors, we deliver exceptional quality colored printing. Most important of all, we specialize in reducing your printing costs. No more waiting. No more standing in lines at your local printer. Online proofing. With our pricing tools calculator, you can get instant quotes on all your printing products as well as shipping rates all over the United States. Just a few clicks of the mouse and you're on the way to discovering how easy and convenient online color printing should be. Contact our friendly, human, account representatives. We recognize that you want answers, not voice prompts. Visit our website at www.tu-vets.com or call 1-800-894-8977. When Ned Thompson and Harry Shore started Thompson Shore in 1972, they believed employees with great character would make up the best company. They were right. They hired people who were not only experts in bookmaking, but who were obsessed with quality and delivering exceptional customer service. Almost 40 years later, Thompson Shore remains a 100% employee-owned company. Ned and Harry knew that successful customer projects are a direct result of empowered employees. We specialize in all books for large and small publishers. Creating beautiful and well-made books, we're dedicated to pleasing our customers by making the experience a good one from start to finish. The personal touch we have with our customers allows us to be innovative in solving their most difficult challenges. Our platform also ensures that we can remain flexible to meet our customers' unique needs and expectations. Our marketing kit can create buzz for your title, enhancing the promotion of your book during infancy. When you need to test the market to gauge your future sales, we can provide digitally printed books that will transition seamlessly into a larger offset run. From ebook to hard copy to delivery, our skillful customer service teams are at the ready to answer your most pressing question. At Thompson Shore, we know that making the highest quality books requires more than just best technologies. It requires superior customer service, professionalism to the trade, and commitment to environmental and social values. With these standards of excellence in place, you can be sure that we will always help you put your best book forward.
Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask on the Rockstar Radio Network. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Hi, this is Judith Bryles. We're back again on your guide to book publishing. Jeff Davidson is my guest this hour. We're talking about foreign sales. We've gone through the three components. And before we jump back into moving into Frankfurt and London, uh, we always bring on one of our fabulous sponsors. And new to your guide to book publishing is the free terminal.com. And Alan Dean is the managing partner. And Alan gave some fabulous tips last time he was on with us. And I know he will add on more goodies. So, Alan, what's up with credit cards and how can authors save a gazillion dollars? Well, gazillion, uh, we can't guarantee a gazillion, but we can guarantee a lot. Thanks for having me, Judith. Um, you know, there's, I know we don't have a lot of time, but there's, there's just a few points. Before I got into the credit card industry, I didn't really understand how it worked. I just knew that my business had to accept them. And there's a lot of tricks to the trade, and there's a lot of fees that are added on by other companies. And the three basic things that you should pay attention to when, when you're going to market your book and you're going to accept payments from people is wherever, what vehicle you use, never, ever pay to sign up. Don't pay an application fee. Don't pay a sign-up fee. Never ever pay for equipment. Companies like ours, we provide free equipment. So there's many solutions out there where you don't have to expend any additional marketing dollars to take credit cards to sell your book. And lastly, number three is don't sign a contract. We don't offer a contract. We don't bind you to a contract. So often out there, you hear people, oh, I was in a credit card deal and it didn't work out, or I didn't sell a book, or my business went out of business, and I had, I was in a three-year contract, it was $500 to pay to get out of it. The way we set up our program is we don't charge you to sign up. We're not going to charge you for equipment, whether it's a wireless terminal or a phone jack that you put on your smartphone. And above all, there's no contract. So if things don't work out or you're not happy with our service, we just part friends. So... You know, those are the three tips I just kind of wanted to touch on today. I know that you're very busy. If you'd like to contact me directly, 1-800-485-3574, extension 102, or visit us at www.thefreeterminal.com. And my direct line is 303-668-6828 if you have any questions regarding accepting credit cards. Thanks a lot, Judith. Thank you. And, and so we're talking about... There for the freeterminal.com, you're talking about using a payment jack, which is for the smartphone, right? You have that on the phone swiping, you have that area. But also, for I have that, and I also have a handheld gizmo, wireless terminal. the wireless terminal, because when I am on the road or I'm around a lot of people, we are swiping like crazy and we need them. And the thing I love, which is important for me, and I found that a lot of authors like this, is they actually like a paper receipt. So this little guy just has them out and everyone takes it. self-contained printer. Yeah, so it's a self-contained printer. All right, so, Alan Dean, thank you and look forward to having you back. All right, Jeff, here we go again. And that if you want to... Really reach out to the big boys. 
Um, the, the big one is Frankfurt. How many people attend the Frankfurt conference, and when is that? Julie, in the middle of October, and if there are twenty-five to 30,000 in the course of two or three days that attend the uh, BEA in the U.S., Frankfurt, they say, is three, four, five times that, so it's a hundred thousand or more. It branches out over acres, and it's quite disconcerting. Most authors should not be attending Frankfurt. All right, you can get a directory of the exhibitors that could be helpful. You can find agents who will perhaps be attending. But for the typical author, unless you've been in this for like, you know, 10, 20 years, have multiple books, or maybe like um, our host has your own imprint, unless you have your own imprint, mm -hmm. Frankfurt represents a huge challenge and is, is not really uh, visitor-friendly. The others, Beijing, Barcelona, London, and so on, if you happen to live in those countries, yes, it may make sense to visit those places. But once again, you can get hold of the exhibitor list. A lot of times it's available right over the Internet. You can see who's attending. You can look them up. You can see how it matches up. You can send them an email or a letter or make a call that say, I notice you're exhibiting at the London Book Fair. I uh, hope you know, everything goes well. I have a book on XYZ topic, and that seems to match up with what you offered in your fall lineup. So many ways to take advantage of these international book fairs without actually plunking down the airfare and the entrance fee and the hotel costs and everything else related to actually being there. And so, Jeff, how do you get the directory, though? And let's say that you're interested in London and you're not going to go there, or you don't know anyone there. How do I get my hands on the exhibitor directory? Well, it's part if you if you enter the you know London Book Fair in the search engines and then you visit the website, very often they'll have uh, a, a link that just says list of exhibitors. Uh, or they'll have uh, an index that says exhibitors by name, by alphabet, by uh, topic area, many, many different ways to find them. Okay, so you Google, you go to the site, then you get yourself down to the Magic Library with the International Literary Marketplace and look them up and find their email and websites and make the contact. Is that it? Yes, in the end, in the end, you're basically looking for, let, let, let's say you have a book that has the potential to go into a variety of languages. And let's just pick uh, French, for example. Okay. You're, you're looking for four or five French publishers who potentially could be publishers of your book, or if it's in Italian, or if it's in some other language. Um, you don't want to have an endless number, 15, 20, 25. Usually there aren't that many anyways. You certainly want to have more than one if you can help it. You want to have a target just like you'd have for any campaign that you're doing. You find your best candidates and you proceed accordingly. All right. So the best, so be focused, be narrow, look for your niche, because as just right here in, in our country here, well, number one, this is heard all over the world. So, but if we use North America, the United States, there are certain publishers that really are very specific towards certain genres. So pay attention to that. And, and actually the, the, the ILMP will tell you what they're doing.
Exactly. All right. So that's where that goes. Now that that's one step. That's that's the kind of a, a, a DIY do-it-yourself. What if you want to have someone else represent you? What else would you do? I mean, how do I find an agent if I want to do, say, have someone rep me that might actually physically go to these events? There are actually American as well as international associations of literary agents. There are associations that offer accreditation. There are associations that have been around for a long time. And believe it or not, they're listed for you in the literary marketplace, and some of the international associations are listed in the international literary marketplace. So again, just one trip down to the library and one volume in front of you for the afternoon, and you can gain a wealth of information once you get the names of some of these associations and then go back and look them up online you'll get the numbers you'll get a number of agents who belong once again you do your research you see what kinds of books they represent whether they're taking new authors what their you know their foreign strengths are and so on so very easy to do this if if you're organized and if you mean business there's also a feature uh that's part of publishers weekly which is the industry trade magazine called Publishers Lunch and Publishers Marketplace mm-hmm. where agents literally literally have listings within this large website it shows exactly what they sell who they represent how to get in touch with them you know who they're looking for so there's no real there's no real mystery anymore as to finding agents who can perhaps represent you. The real key, which is the same as everything in life, is to convince them that they <laughs> convince them that, you know, they ought to take you on. Exactly. So well, we're gonna we're gonna come to our final break of our hour and when we come back, here's what I want to focus on. I want to focus on how what what kind of terms are we looking for? What kind of money can we make? And is there since we've we've going after the agent find then is there some specific things we want to make in our pitch letter, our pitch email? Because I'm assuming we're gonna do this by email, um, that we should be doing as authors. So how's that sound when we come back? Sounds good to me. Perfect. All right. So Jeff Davidson is our expert on foreign rights. He sold to 141 countries. I'm Judith Bryles. We'll be back. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Writing and reading are moving to the cloud. WaveCloud represents a whole new community for writers and readers to connect, communicate, evaluate, and share. Writers hone their craft and build their business. Readers build their favorites. Sign up for updates at wavecloud.com.
The book shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing, and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and a guide to partner with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so, or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand, and is a financial success, a bestseller. It's your choice. You choose. You need the book shepherd. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You don't need problems. You want solutions. Dr. Judith Bryles will shepherd you through the maze and the chaos. At times, she's had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher or by a publishing service provider or sometimes even the author themselves. Judith Bryles is the book shepherd. If you want to create a book with no regrets, give her a call today, 303-885-2207. That's 303-885-2207 or email her at judith at bryles.com. By the way, Bryles is spelled B-R-I-L-E-S. Follow Judith on Twitter at My Book Shepherd and on Facebook at The Book Shepherd. At Total Printing Systems, customer service is our priority. We are located in Southern Illinois. Our employees have an average of 18 years' experience and know that customer relationships are important to our continued success. We have been a short-run book printer for nearly 40 years and always stay at the forefront of technology. Our niche is from 1 to 5,000 copies. Today, we offer digital black and white and four-color high-speed inkjet printing, a cost-effective way to introduce color into your short-run titles. We, of course, offer traditional offset printing as well. Bindery is done in-house, from adhesive case binding to PUR perfect binding to mechanical binding of all types, including side sewing. We provide warehousing, kitting, distribution, inventory management, a new print-on-demand facility, streaming browser-based ebooks, and bookstore. Call us at 1-800-465-5200 for a quote on your next book project. You can also visit our website at www.tps1.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, in our fast-moving hour, we have really looked at foreign rights, and we're looking at, you know, what are the, the components, how do you approach? We've gone into the, the secret weapon. I mean, I'm coming away, one of the things I'm coming away with, with our guest Jeff Davidson from TheBreathingSpace.com, and himself, he has sold 141 different foreign sales on his books, is that the ILMP, which stands for the International Literary Marketplace, that you can certainly subscribe to yourself and buy for several hundred dollars. Or you can go to my favorite free place, the library. This has a good business reference section. You can find it there. And that's where you're going to find a lot of the information that we're talking about and use and, and, and really create your own directory of how to go about doing this. So what I wanted Jeff to really look at, let's, let's say we found, 
where we're going to go. We know who we want to sell to, and we have someone who is a live wire or many people that say, yeah, we want, we want to buy the rights to your books. So, Jeff, what do we do? What happens next? What about contracts? How do we understand them? Are they going to be in a language we don't get? They'll submit the language. They'll submit the contract to you in English if you're an English-speaking person, of course. Um, the contract is going to be a bit more, uh, how can I say this? It'll be shorter in length than your typical domestic publishing contract. It'll have fewer terms, but the terms may be more... Um, foreign to you, <laughs> not to make a pun, but for example, um, most of the contracts I deal with are three pages or less, in many cases two pages or less. Yeah. And you know Why? What? Because the book's already published, mm -hmm. and so it's a known entity. It, we already know in advance how many pages there are. It's also known that if you submit the book to that publisher, you, you've taken care of the material phase of the contract, and so that's much easier than your domestic publishing contract where you may have to be working on the book for months and then submit a manuscript. In this case, the book's already done, so that's taken care of. What you're probably going to focus on is a handful of issues. First issue would be how much of an advance they give you. Second issue would be when they intend to publish how many copies you're going to receive, what the royalty amount will be, when the publishing agreement ends, and so on. As you can quickly surmise, uh, that really represents a whole show in itself, but to just touch on some of these as quickly as I can, you want to get as much money up front as possible because in many instances, it will be difficult for you to audit them. You're not going to fly to a foreign country and sit down and look at their books. The statement they, they give you might, might be few and far between, and you don't really know whether it's been doctored. And in many cases, um, if you're just about to approach the point in which you pass the advance, because remember, advance stands for advance on royalties, and if your royalties are about to pass the advance, very often a publisher will put the brakes on and not sell as many books so they don't have to send you a check. So you want to get as much as possible up front. If you can structure your deal so that it's not even based on a royalty percentage, but instead of flat fee, all the better. Mm -hmm. A lot of publishers won't do this, but some will. You say to them, look, I realize how much time and effort it takes for you to make all kinds of accounting every six or 12 months. Why not go with a flat fee? Give me X amount of money, and you don't have to pay me any royalties hereafter. And now and then, a publisher will go for that, and it's a nice deal for everybody because it really does save them a ton of time and effort. And you get more money than you were likely to get if you simply took an advance and then waited for these royalty statements, which might come every six months, every 12 months, or mm -hmm. every two or three years, or never. Or, or, and, and more likely, my experience, Jeff, is it's a never type thing. It's a, You get it up front, and I, I, I told you off here, my favorite second royalty check was from a Malaysia, Malaysia for one of my books for $2, and I think it was $0.22 cents or $0.23. Cents. I mean, some little amount. 
and it cost them a whole lot to just figure out that how much they actually owed you. Now the terms, most publishers will ask you for five years, and that's okay. If you can get them down to three, that's even better because that means at the end of three, you get to renegotiate the contract. But five years is acceptable. They have five years from an agreed-upon date to publish the book and sell the book in their specified territory. Not the whole world, not every place they speak Spanish, but specified territory. It might just be Spanish in Spain. It might just be Spanish in Argentina. It makes a difference. It might just be Portugal in Brazil, a Portuguese in Brazil, or Portuguese in Portugal. So these rights can be divvied in many ways. Another term that comes up is the percentage, the royalty. And here, again, we don't have time to go into this in a major way. There are directories and books out there that say what a reasonable royalty is based on whether your book is a trade paper, a hardcover, paperback, how many pages it's going to be, what the selling price is going to be. There are books in particular by uh, Richard Curtis, who is a literary agent, if he's still in business. I think he is. There's other books that have information that talks about what reasonable royalty rates are. And how many copies you're going to get, that's a big deal. You want at least four copies. More is even better. Why? One is you get to scan the cover. You get to use that copy at any shows that you attend. Maybe you'll be mailing it off to a publisher in Italy to show him or her what happened with your book in France. You want copies of your book. You also want any cover overruns. You want a catalog page. You want anything they can give you or anything you can find once that book is published because that accelerates your ability to go to the next publisher, the next, and the next. One reason why I have 141 sales is once I passed 25 or 30, I used the information from the previous sales to sell to the next and the next. I started making rosters. I said, see, here's all the books I have published in China. Or see, here's how many times this particular book has been published in foreign languages around the world. And once a publisher sees that others have bought into what you have written, the gates come down. The barriers are not quite as high. I'm not saying it's going to be a piece of cake, but I'm saying it is going to be considerably easier. So, it, and basically what you're saying is once you start developing a track record um, and you, there's some name, not only that, that you've got credibility with other publishers, but also your name might be out there within that country that other people may want to pick it up. Is that what I'm hearing? It could be. We, we don't want to make the mistake of thinking that the, the international publisher is somehow going to be fooled that if we're not uh, a big-time author here, that somehow we can pass it off as we are. They know who sells in the U.S. Or if, if you're from London, they know who's, who the U.K., the big-name U.K. publishers are, or any other country. They know who the big-time authors are. And so... The big-time authors, even in foreign markets, get bigger advances than the no-name authors. If you were to get $1,000 in some smaller countries, that would be a very nice advance. Two, 3000 is possible. In some countries, three or 400 might be a good advance. If your book has really sold here, 
10,000 is possible. If you're a name author whose books have sold all over the world for 15, 20, 25 is possible. But in my opinion, if you can get 800 for a book in a language, in a country that otherwise uh, would not have come to your attention, that's 800 more than you had the day before. And that also increases the probability of selling that book again in another country. So it's all grist for the mill. It all helps to get your campaign up and going. Mm -hmm. and, and see, that's where I call that mailbox money. That, that has been my philosophy for that, that once it's up there, and, and uh, I, I think your strategy of offering it to do it, saying it's almost like doing a piece of work for just a, a flat fee, I'm done and out of here. And, and you do it like that, and you get your money and run and don't have to think about it. But by the way, do send me a few copies so I do know what it looks like on a foreign market. You always want to get that. Well, the copies are generally part of the contract. In, may, in many cases, they'll give you eight copies. Mm -hmm. um, if you can't eight, get eight, you certainly can get six or four. But eight would be preferable. All right, so you have them. All right, we have we have roughly one minute to go. And Jeff, here's what I'd like to do. You have a lot more information, so if you're available, um, I would love to do like a part two on foreign sales. And, and really we can do some diving into it. And I, you can check your calendar for next week and we'll see if we can just come it back and do a back-to-back -back and you and I can talk um, off the air and, and do that. Because I think that would be ideal to just have a part two deep dive into foreign foreign rights. Um, this is the print primer and then we'll come back to it. So my last question, last question for you is, what is it, what is it that you wish that authors who are considering foreign rights would ask that they never do? Ask in terms of what? Well, ask you. So tell me about whether it's tell you about foreign rights. You know, tell me about what should I expect? Um, should I do it? What okay, do you so it, it would essentially be what what's in the book that's going to compel readers of another culture to want to plunk down their money and buy it? There you go. All right. So. Thank you for being a part of your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Each week, a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take you, the author, to the next level. You'll learn tips and secrets on how to create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve book publishing success by making one very simple change in your book's journey. How to avoid the publishing predators. How to create an author and book platform that rocks. Learn how to make a living with your words and your books. Learn how to publish a book that has no regrets and so much more. For more information, check out AuthorU.org, where authors who want to be seriously successful go. And Judith's website, TheBookShepherd.com. Then join us again here next week for more. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Brought to you by Author You and the Book Shepherd. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Rockstar Radio Network.